0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, the easiest way to shop for tickets thanks to their revolutionary grading system. Football fans, I hope you use the $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on NFL tickets code. It's promo code BSNFL. If you haven't used it yet, use it this weekend. Download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They give you the confidence you need. When it comes to getting the right mortgage when you're buying a home or financing your existing home loan, get a real mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution. That's Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash Bill Simmons, equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, and MLS, consumeraccess.org, number 30 30 don't forget to check out the ringer nfl show which is heated up with four podcasts a week including two that are hosted by Tate Frazier and mike lombardi one caveat on that podcast we're putting the ones with tate and mike up on sunday night right after the games you can get the kind of the instant takes good times all the way around all right first pearl jam Samberg, for the first time on the BS Podcast. It's happening. We've circled each other forever. We have. Mike sure says hi. He's He's been on a couple times. Yeah. yeah. A sweet man. Yeah, I'm going to have him on again before uh, baseball playoffs when he's... He's when he getting re- a little more
1: hysterical. <laughs> he gets really heated. Yeah. What are your favorite teams? Go through them. Uh, I'm from Berkeley, so I grew up with the A's. Raiders were in LA, so I'm Niners. And then Warriors. A's, that's weird. Well...
0: They need a new stadium. There's always these weird stories that come out. They might go here. Yeah. They might
1: go there. Nobody's ever decided. The stadium situation is Al Davis's fault. Yeah. And it's affecting them. The baseball team is now like suffering for it. Yeah. But every team in uh, the East Bay is going to move. I know, which is weird because everybody keeps saying how the East Bay is taken off.
0: It is. And it's a great place to live, which seems to be true. It's a wonderful place. And then ever they're losing all their teams. It does, I mean, I guess they think they can make more money elsewhere, but... Yeah. The Warriors make sense because you put that downtown in a giant complex. I get it.
1: I don't yeah. like it, but I get it. It's also just like Oakland has suffered through the Warriors for so many I years. Know. Like I grew up on the Warriors. Me and my dad watched the Warriors no matter what. And now they're winning and I'm so happy and it's also kind of bittersweet because they're leaving and and the bandwagon potential of the team
0: exceeded anyone's expectations because you had this diehard beaten down fan base (laughs) and now all of a sudden they become the sexy team that the nine-year-old kids across america and europe and china
1: are wearing the jerseys and it's like what happened for me maybe more shocking than that they started winning was like when they got to the finals seeing all of those celebrities in Oakland. Like yeah. seeing like Jay-Z and Beyonce big, big side, like, at the Coliseum where I grew up going where it just felt like it was a wasteland. And now it's like, oh, it's like a hot club. I
0: remember I hadn't gone to a game until the late 90s and I was absolutely stunned the first time i went how cool the crowd was it was like everything i wanted from a basketball crowd all different types of people super diverse yeah the bay is that and uh they were really getting on chris weber and because he was on the kings at that point they're Uh just killing him i was like this is great (laughs) i had no idea this world existed
1: yeah and now it's very uh it's very wealthy there it really is but you still got Marshawn coming home and dancing and everyone been going great. crazy. Yeah. It's I was
0: dubious of it and it really seems legit and like he's going to last the whole year and yeah. kind of be a
1: badass. Well, it seems like they got a couple other backs that are good too, so they'll yeah. use them sparingly. Do you think they actually leave? Yeah. I'm
0: still, I'm for some reason, I st- I'm still waiting for this to fall through at the 11 and a half hour because like Vegas is involved, which is the sh- right, shadiest city in America at this point. You never can
1: be sure. But I mean, the Warriors couldn't be more successful and they're leaving. Right. So if they're going to go, then the Raiders who are like knocking on the door of being great. It's so strange. Yeah. It sucks so bad that it's right when both of them are doing so yeah. well. Yeah. The <laughs> like, Raiders are a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who I would take over them right now. What do you want? to Let's get your plugs out of the way now because yeah. there's a lot of stuff I
0: want to hit. So just plug okay. stuff.
1: So we're not doing it at the hour 15 minute mark. I'm, my only thing is Brooklyn 9 coming back uh, Tuesday, 930. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Season five. Five seasons.
0: It does, flew by, right, guys? Does syndication even matter anymore? Because <laughs> um, in the 1980s, you would have been like, "You're five. That means we're going to be blah blah oh. blah." But
1: now, Netflix, all Hulu, all these places—does it matter? I think it kind of matters to like five people. Okay. Are you one of the five people? I'm sort of one of the five. Yeah, so that's good. I'm like the t- like the bottom rung of the five. What's but- been What's been the thing you've been most surprised by about
0: doing a? yearly half hour sitcom for a network television
1: um network television network i should say probably how much i've enjoyed it just like from a lifestyle perspective i knew i would like it creatively because it was sure and my and dan gore yeah who i just those guys are great yeah um it was the only way i was going to do a show like this was with people like that where i was like oh if we can Potentially be in the conversation with other shows like, you know, The Office and Parks and Rec or 30 Rock, those types of things that are, you know, people who came before me SNL wise did that I really respected and thought were funny. Um, Because for me, I'll do anything if I think it's genuinely funny. So that's why I love doing Brooklyn. It's every day. It's just lots of jokes. Um, And it's so comfortable. It's a really nice life to shoot a show. During the day. During the day the writers write the stuff for you Yeah. and you just show up and you get to say other people's jokes that they wrote, which is just delightful. I mean, I add stuff, but you know, so you must've been like laughing your ass off in like the 10th episode. You have yeah. a foot,
0: you have a full gas tank.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's very comfortable. It's, it's very the opposite of SNL schedule
0: wise. Did you have it harder than most with SNO because of the, the time frame of
1: shooting the videos with the guest host? It seems like you did. Yes. Thank you for asking, because okay. I love complaining about this.
0: Well, it's not a complaint as much as the reality of it the is, situation. It you is had the fact. guest host for how many days?
1: Me and, um, and Akiva and Yorma, who are the other two dudes that made those with me yep. on the island, that's us. Um, it got to the point where we just did one every week. It was kind of just understood, and there were many weeks where we would say we don't have a good idea and they would say do one anyway yeah and then sometimes it worked out and they were good and sometimes it was like the week that people were like those guys suck <laughs> right and <laughs> we'd be like <laughs> we know we the said it's not it. good <laughs> anymore um but and the yes. guest
0: host every time was saying to you or they're probably excited to be in one right well Lauren was just saying
1: it he was okay. like tell those guys to make one and we'd be like all right hmm. we're gonna like break down yeah but I mean, to his credit, half the time we would come up with something that worked. Like, I think uh, one of the ones we were so sure was a disaster and was going to tank was Shirani, the one with Rihanna. We were like, we had a whole other idea, and then we switched it up at the last minute because we didn't think it was funny enough. And they were like, maybe this will work. And then the schedule got all screwy, and you know, We only had time to shoot like a fraction of what we wanted to shoot. And she had to leave because she had to get up early for the rehearsal. All these different things came flying at us. And we were like, well, this one's a fucking mess. We're done. It sucks. We ruined it. It sucks because we were all sleep sleep deprived and like psychotic. (laughs) Yeah. And then it went great.
0: I think we have now enough time has passed where you guys officially don't get enough credit (laughs) <laughs> for those videos and how impactful they were because I think in the moment when it was happening you tapped into something and then people are like oh this is where it's headed uh-huh. these guys are first but now there's going to be more and then you realize 11 years later that it's really <laughs> hard to make these and make them consistently well and be creative with them and there's so much bad video just everywhere now
1: that I think as the years pass I think it's it's good for the legacy of it well thanks uh, we're proud of them I definitely... Every now and again, we'll just choose a random one that we like forgot about and go back and watch it. And I'm always happy that there's a few like good hard laughs and almost all of them. Yeah, uh,
0: I remember when I knew they were the biggest. When I knew it had transcended anything was I was at the Super Bowl in like 2010 in Miami, whenever mm-hmm. the that last Miami one was, and I happened to be on a boat in one of those like <laughs> stupid some rich guy had a party and uh-huh. I was like a friend of a friend. It's like, we got to go. This is going to be crazy. And I'm Saturday afternoon. I'm like, all right, we go. <laughs> and I'm on a boat that that song yeah. started playing and the whole boat went crazy and knew every words. I'm, I was like over 40 at this point. I'm yeah. like, wow.
1: Okay. <laughs> is this that, is that how this works now? It's crazy. It, when we made that song, it was really just, it was about like, you know, Rick Ross videos and stuff, Yeah, but it has definitely turned into a thing where like, People feel compelled to listen to that song if they're on a boat of any size or type. It's the number one boat song. Number one boat song. The Love song. Boat
0: had the title for like yeah. 30 years. We locked you it just up. Took it. <laughs> we locked it up, man. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's great. So, like, who get Walk me through the process of that idea. That one. Somebody, one of the three of you gets obsessed with something about Rick Ross videos. What, no. What, how does it
1: go? That one actually was just. Uh we were listening to different beats and we found that beat and we were like, this one is so good. We have to do something on this beat. So then Akiva and I kind of locked ourselves in the studio and just were playing it on a loop and I just started screaming the chorus at him and he said, <laughs> Yes, it's that. And then you fill in the blanks after that. Yeah. And then how long how long did it take to like
0: actually write the video? Because you have a time you have a
1: well Do you have a finish line? Like a couple the, the trick we pulled off after I want to say three seasons was we signed a record deal. Uh, So we took the summer twice to make our first two albums from SNL. We rented this big old house. Remember remember record deals? Yeah. (laughs) Go way back. We were on the tail end of it. It wasn't, it wasn't gangbusters, but it was great. And the cool thing about it was we controlled the songs. So the videos could be on YouTube. Yeah. Hulu couldn't like block it. You know, it was all NBC red tape stuff, but because it was our stuff that we had made outside of the show, we would basically just come in and be like, okay, we're making this and we want to loan it to the show for free. Basically. (laughs) Right. The label would pay for videos. Even did they hire
0: you guys because they knew video and YouTube and that whole era was coming
1: or they just
0: liked your stuff and thought you'd work in the old structure of the show.
1: We were writing for the MTV movie awards when Fallon was hosting and we wrote, two out of the three pre-tapes that he did we we wrote the uh, the batman opening yeah and the the star wars like lava planet thing uh and we just kind of hung out with him and he brought a bunch of snl writers and he brought uh steve higgins and mike shoemaker and we kind of all hit it off and he always tells it as you know we were shooting late. It was like two or three in the morning, and we were still there, like pitching him jokes. And he was like, "Who are these guys? you yeah. are so into it. They're so wacky." Yeah. So <laughs> he recommended us to Lorne, and Higgins and Shoemaker recommended us to Lorne to be like, "You should maybe look at these guys." We had made a a couple of like pilot presentation things, like one for Comedy Central, one for Fox, and I had done stand up, so I had done like Premium Blend.
0: But you were you some of the videos you guys had made at Lonely Island had become like an, a thing in the early stages of video internet, right?
1: Yes, depending who you ask. Like for people who are paying attention to that, yes. yes. Like we were part of Channel 101 with Harmon and Shrub and all that stuff. And we also had, you know, I couldn't even tell you what our traffic was, but we had a website and we had action on it. It was so funny how fast it flipped.
0: I When I was working, I was on the initial writing staff for Kimmel. So the first 18 months. And when we needed videos... There was no YouTube. Like we had this guy who was in charge of video, and we had to go to him and be like, "Hey, we're looking for the Bub Rub video." When he talks about that was in Oakland, actually. Remember the Bub Rub talk about the whistles go woo woo? Oh yeah. We're like, (laughs) how did we get that? And he goes on some weird the dark internet and finds the video and gets it, and and then all of a sudden it flipped and video is super accessible. Yes.
1: Well, probably like around oh five when we first heard of YouTube was after Lazy Sunday aired. Yeah the Sunday after it aired, a bunch of people were sending links and they're being like, Hey, your thing's on this thing called YouTube. And that was sort of like, I think the first time a lot of people had heard of it. Um, I would say it was probably
0: the first major YouTube moment. I can't think of anything that I'm sure something else happened before, but that was the first yeah. time I, I remember th- the views mattered. People report stories about yeah.
1: writing about the views. Yes. I remember 5 the stories. Views. Yeah. It was like it reached 1 million views. <laughs> right. and everyone was like, no way. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: <laughs> and then, and that was it. Yeah. But when, but when you're doing that,
1: when you're doing that video, you don't, There's no way you could have seen any of that coming. No. I mean, I've said this a million times, but it really is the truth. We just were hoping that it was going to air. Yeah. You're trying to make the... Yeah. It was our first season. You figured like it was like the 1250? Yeah. we done a couple of things that had gotten on at that point, but you know, in your first season or two, usually you're just trying to like get by and hope that the audience likes you enough to stay. And that turned out that whole cast that was just this great mix of people in that cast.
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. All caught, all were kind of at the right point of their careers for when they
1: joined the show or yeah. where they were. All yeah. Right, so it's pretty neat. Our second season, a lot of people left after our first season. Um, but then the new... the it was, new, It was such a small group. It was something really special to me about those couple of seasons in a row where it was like our crew sort of of me and Bill Sudeikis and Wig and then you still had, you know, Daryl... Seth moved over to update the vets. Yeah. And there was like Amy, Maya, Keenan, Armisen, Forte.
0: It was less than 12.
1: Yeah. It was, yeah, I think it was 11 something like that. Where, and at every table read, you're just like the table reads not too long. Everyone has a show every week. Everyone's involved in everything. There's, you know, everyone's strengths. So like no one's competing as much. Everyone sort of had their own lane. Um, not that it's not good when there's a lot of people, but it just it felt really pure. I've said this before on
0: my pod where my theory, in this was always that SNL was like a basketball team mm-hmm. and you have like, basically it should be a nine man. Ro- you have a 12, 12, person lineup, nine man rotation. You have like your top three. Yeah. You have every one guy <laughs> who's sent picks, doesn't care about the glory and uh-huh. you go all the way through. Yeah. And anytime the cast swells too far, that's usually when the season's rocky. So I did a podcast in Lauren's office like three years ago, uh-huh. and I was all excited to spring the basketball <laughs> thing at him. And I was like, "I can't wait to throw this at him." So I yeah. laid it out. I do the whole thing, and he's like, "I think it's more like a baseball team." And then then just completely flipped it on me. And by the end of it, I was like, "I'm an idiot," and that's why you're the best, you're Lauren Michaels. But <laughs> he's good. He's but good at um. It. But I was always pretty confident in that. I always like when it's a smaller cast. I like when more people are involved. Yeah. I just think because everyone's more invested,
1: that's when stuff gets goofier and people have to kind of go outside of what maybe their comfort zone is. Right. You find new things more because you're not just being asked to do what you're good at. Yeah. Yeah. That said, there were periods of time where there's overlap of different generations that are just mind blowing where you have the like Carvey Hartman, Jan Hooks, you know. Oh, yeah era and then also sandler farley right rock spade mike myers like all those people were there at the same time it was like 1990 it was like it was two, like two that, eras yeah. colliding we like God, yeah like so many of those people are all timers
0: one of those mid-2000 years was was like that where it was like two like where you just laid out yeah there was well, like two had, eras that kind of ble- bled over each other
1: there was like Farrell mckay and tina jimmy stuff yeah where you are like those, that's a lot of firepower too
0: what what was your thought when you watched this last season where um you had two people that weren't on the cast getting yeah just a ton of attention
1: and at bats I mean these are strange days is what it looked like to me I it, I don't know I mean if you have a cast that is now I think because the show got so much attention the last few years the audience now knows them and is is pulling for them. It, yeah. it takes a while, generally, for cast members to sort of get the audience on their side. Yeah. Um. But I mean, no one knew that Melissa coming in and doing Spicer was going to be something she did more than once. I think that would be my assumption. They're like, oh man, wouldn't it be so funny if Melissa did this? They knew with Baldwin. Yes, they announced it with Baldwin. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was, it worked. Yeah, You know, I'm sure there's someone in that cast that was like, I have a Trump, but <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Like when you worked there, there, it happened all the time. It never happened when I was there where somebody, well, no, it did. I mean, Tina would come in and do Palin and we were grateful for it because it got so much attention on the show and she was great at it. Yeah. Just like Alec was that great was at it. That was almost preordained. They looked, they, the way she had the wig and everything. It yeah. Just, uh, looked like her. Yeah. As Lauren tells it, the day after they announced her, like five different people came up to him and said, Mr. Michaels, what a gift. Yeah. She looks just like Tina. Totally. <laughs> and he like had to do it. But I mean, I don't know. I think there are moments like that where he, that's why he's Lauren. He knows what to do. He's like, you know, this moment calls for Alec doing this, and yeah. that's, that's the way it's going to go, and it worked. I mean, they just won a ton of Emmys. When did you feel like you weren't the new guy anymore? Um, Probably like my third or fourth season. Something like that. I had an interesting, like, space there. Like, I, we, like you said, we spent so much time doing pre-tapes that, on the one hand, my position was kind of set early on, maybe earlier than a lot of people, where I knew what I was going to be doing and what they liked from me. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, I also really loved doing the live show, and I felt like in a lot of ways, I was held at arm's length from that more than I would want to be because I was doing so much pre-tape stuff. And then sort of by the last two or three years of my time there, I felt like I started cracking the live show more, like start getting stuff on, like like the Nick Cage on update kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Where it was the goofiness of the shorts, but I was finding my way into like the confidence live to like pull it off performance wise. Where do you stand
0: on when they bring the person who's being parodied in the sketch on to yeah. f- confront the person who's parodied them? Cause I always feel like from that moment on it, it loses like 30% of whatever cuz it's that's the been danger. Flipped.
1: I knew going in with Cage that if he was willing to do it that I was willing to give up that 30% cuz yeah. I am obsessed with that dude. How can you not be? He's the greatest. He's like arguably the most compelling person ever. <laughs> um and he's so like he had the exact reaction you want someone to have when you're doing like a quote unquote impression of them. He was like, "No, I understand you're doing an insane character and calling it me." And I'm yeah. like, "Yes, that's correct. You get it." That's the show. Yeah, like you're the jumping off point for lunacy. It would be like yeah. if Will Ferrell ever did, you know, Harry Carey with Harry Carey. Harry Carey doesn't actually, you know, ask people if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? Right. <laughs> but he's like a wild looking dude. who has- That's why they had so much trouble with
0: Obama, because they could never figure out how to do the ridiculous version of him.
1: Yeah. And it
0: was like, what do you do? I mean, basically the the closest they came when it was the rock Obama, when it was like the rock as Obama and he's just being ridiculous, but I'm going to have to take credit. That was my pitch. That was a great idea, (laughs) (laughs) but that's always when it's the best when it's the completely over the top version of, I think that's the problem with Trump in some respects is how do you do Trump when the real Trump is a character? Well it's How tough. Do you flip to that. Yeah,
1: I have trouble watching even when it's Alec doing it and it's funny, I still am just you know, it's like sad because he's he's so off the rails.
0: We are going to take a quick break to talk about Gillette. Did you know the tip of a Gillette razor blade is measured on an atomic scale, meaning their blade edges are thinner than a single brain cell? Oh yeah, that's true. That precision is the work of many brain cells, hundreds of members of Gillette's research and development team. They've spent over 4,700 years combined working to make your shave closer and more comfortable. That's longer than the Egyptian pyramids have been around. Apparently, I have no, While over a 1,000 craftsmen and women in Boston, hey, Boston, I like that city, are busy making your blades. Another team is putting your blades through more than 60 extremely strict and precise quality checks. Fail just one of these tests that doesn't leave the factory. In other words, the hardworking people at Gillette never stop working to make your blades better. And it's no coincidence that since they uh, named the new stadium, Gillette Stadium, the Patriots have just been ripping off Super Bowl wins. Now, that includes the price tag, all this good stuff. You can get Gillette Blades at their lowest prices in years. See for yourself at GilletteOnDemand.com. Once again, GilletteOnDemand.com. Gillette, the best a man can get. Pricing applies to select products and is at the sole discretion of the retailer. Can we go back to Nick Cage. Yes. By do you, all means. Give me, do you have three Nick Cage stories Two, One. Cause I just want to say, so, you know, I'm equally obsessed. <laughs> we have this podcast called the rewatchables where we talk about just movies that are on all the time. Yeah. And we did Spade. We haven't run it yet, but, um, we ha- I actually started an argument about would this movie have been better with Nick Cage than Keanu Young Nick Cage? We're talking uh-huh. like ninety three Nick Cage. Okay. everybody shattered me down. I always feel like they underestimate Nick Cage. What's ninety three
1: Nick Cage doing?
0: Ninety three Nick Cage is like before he goes in a kiss of death and puts on all the all the muscle pre or post pre pre con air pre, pre, pre face off. Okay, it's before the wheels have come off. So you're saying like young Nick Cage uh, like post leaving Las Arizona. Vegas? Yeah, post raising in Arizona. His,
1: I mean, he was like. Raising Arizona, obviously, one of the best movies ever made.
0: When I we think. thought he was an A-list actor, yeah, yeah. before he became face-off Con Air, he went yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, that w- He route. went action. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, it's, you know, if he's in Speed, it's a different movie. But anyway. Um, oh, and so Speed. I'm, got it. If he's in Speed in the Keanu it's part. It's tough, though.
1: Keanu's got a similar thing going on in a very different way. Right. Much,
0: Nick Cage plays it big. Yeah. Keanu it, brings it back.
1: But they both drag their words. <laughs>
0: It's true. They are both the could have been a face universe. off. They could they could have just face offed each other. I think face off shouldn't just been a He's not coming
1: back. Him. It's not too dissimilar. <laughs> right. God. So Time best break. in cage story. I mean, I didn't really have a ton. The only the moment that I loved was he came in, he was lovely. We went through the bit. He pitched a couple things that were even funny and told us a few things that he didn't get so we lost them. And then we went out and we did it. The audience went nuts. We, you know, they wheel us off update and we, they took our mics and he just looked at me and he went, pleasure doing business with you (laughs) and then disappeared into the darkness of the studio. And I was like, I'm definitely never going to see him again. (laughs) And I have not seen him since. Mark Wahlberg took it a little personally though. He did, but he came on. Right. But it seemed like he was still pissed about it. I can't quite tell. He's always super nice to me when I see him at stuff. Yeah. I look if you don't like an impression someone's doing of you I can't fault it if someone did impression of me and I was like fuck this person I right I wouldn't be able to be like it's fine if I hated it so if he hates it that's his right to hate it I remember I liked it though Dana Carvey
0: went on and did a Dennis it was a very good Wahlberg uh Dana Carvey went on and did Dennis Miller an update next to
1: Dennis Miller yeah
0: and it was great. And I could tell it like 20% bothered Dennis Miller. He's <laughs> pissed off.
1: It's always a little weird when cast does other casts.
0: Yeah. It's like crossing the beams. It doesn't happen very often. Somebody this year did
1: Kate, right? On the show? Oh, yeah. It was just kind of strange. Yeah, it was strange. It is a beam crossing moment. I know somebody did Kristen, too. Right. I oh, did, yeah. I did Fallon when I auditioned. Did but it really? Was, but it was sanctioned because he had heard me doing temp... Of an animatic of the pre-tape we did at the movie awards that's a lot of words but <laughs> they put together like this is what it's going to look like and they had me do the lines that he would say to show to him as like a presentation yeah and so it was me being like oh my god batman we gotta go and all this stuff and when the first time i met him he was like you the guy's been doing me <laughs> and he like really liked it so i did it in my audition for us and i knew he had done sandler in his audition what out of the people, the sports, being a sports fan, you had
0: some sports people coming through either, co- either guest hosting or being on update.
1: Um, what was the most exciting man? Most exciting stuff happened in the eighties <laughs> when I wasn't there, like Joe Montana and stuff. Oh yeah. That Joe Montana sketch where you're hearing his thoughts. He's like, they won't bother me. I'll be masturbating. The- that's it's hard to explain that to like jokes. the Tate Tommy generation over
0: there. <laughs> when they did that sketch, it was like all anyone talked about yeah. for a week
1: and a half. Well, it was like, oh being, my God, they got him to say masturbate. And being from the Bay and, you know, yeah. Joe Montana is probably the all-time Bay Area sports guy. And he's so mellow. And, it, yeah. and as in a, he
0: just wasn't good as a studio analyst. And he's just too mellow, but he was yeah. so cool. The SNL thing was the great thing to hang your hat on. Yeah. For like, no, no, he has a personality. Did the masturbation
1: sketch. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Peyton was obviously great. LeBron I thought was really funny. When yeah. He hosted. I feel like people don't really give him credit for it, but everyone was so surprised when he was good in um Trainwreck. But I wasn't surprised cuz he was good on SNL. Yeah. The uh I actually if he does Space Jam 2. Is that going to happen?
0: It's, they've been rumored, it's been rumored for, every time I've ever talked about anybody with it, they're like, do you have a script? Like they, it doesn't seem (laughs) like they have the idea for it. (laughs) How hard can it be to write that script? I don't know. Tate, what did we say the idea was for it?
1: We said the wolf. was thinking said the Warriors would be the monsters, right? Yeah, the Warriors are the monsters. Oh, I it's see. Like LeBron has to have NBA friends, you know. You have to have the people that would want to team up <laughs> with him, and he's burned a lot of bridges. So okay. it could
0: be a parable of what's actually happening in the NBA, where LeBron needs to get other people to beat the monsters. Oh, okay, but now you have to get Durant and Curry in it. Yeah, they have competing shoe contracts. Like it's too hard. Why?
1: Why, is, why is Durant sl- uh, slagging off Under Armour? I don't. Was he joking? I know that was on my podcast. I didn't know what to do. Was I was, was, I'm reading that being like, don't mess it up. Yeah. Just, oh, just say nice things.
0: And then everyone else in the NBA is saying, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let him get away with that, Steph. They're like sending, te- what's
1: what's deal with your boy? Steph's unflappable. He really is. Steph is so focused, dude. I he, think He's, he's going to screw it up. I think he's going to be a PGA golfer after he plays. Yeah.
0: I think also, he just, just leaves saw, the I,
1: court and goes right in and I golf. just watched him take like a penalty kick at Chelsea in England and like, nailed it he's got to have like a pulse of 60 yeah yeah he's one veins. of those
0: he could have hosted snl i don't know how good he would have been but he wouldn't have been nervous he would have been fine yeah he would have yeah, been fine yeah um it's always a bad sign if an athlete's hosting snl and they're nervous
1: that's somebody i don't know if i want to trust in a super bowl <laughs> or a game seven really? <laughs> you're nervous at 30 rock the key for them is to yeah just lean into the fact that no one's expecting them to do well
0: what when you did the tennis
1: one Mm. Which was fantastic for HBO. Thank you. Um
0: <laughs> I made the mistake of showing it to my son. How old? Ah, uh, too young. He's maybe 8. Oh, that's too young. yeah. There's so too much young. dick. Well, I had to I covered his eyes for a couple of dick shots, but
1: <laughs> we have uh, a
0: three-way on the court. Well, that's the part I covered his eyes for. Yeah. But it's his kind of humor. His he's his sense of humor is yeah. very advanced. But uh did any tennis people
1: get upset about that? I heard that Agassi didn't like it. Oh. And I can't confirm that. I just heard it. Um, and Interesting. I, re- I really hope it's not the case because I love that dude. And I grew up loving watching him. And he was like one of my heroes. And we definitely like poached some stuff from his biography. like but, Right. And, and then made it way crazier. But that's. Oh, you just, think that hurt his feelings? I hope not. Again, I can't confirm that he even didn't like it. Maybe he'd be like, what? Well, that's bullshit. I loved it. Do you know him and Steffi Graf had a kid that's this top
0: baseball player that's already committed to college? and That's the most unsurprising like thing I've I ever heard. Would you pick yeah. baseball, though? Yeah. It made sense when I thought about it. I would have said tennis, then hockey,
1: then baseball would have been my third choice. Probably great at tennis, though, and it's just like, nah, I don't want to do what my parents did. Yeah, he's like, screw you guys.
0: What a cool couple. Yeah.
1: Kind one of the best. That. That's why I
0: was talking uh, with somebody on this pod the like, two weeks ago because Josie Altador and Sloane Stevens I are dating, saw. and I was, I was, I was always, so happy to see that. Anytime two athletes are together, I always go to what their
1: kids would be and what their sport would be. Yeah,
0: and with that one, it's like, man, that could be that could be a
1: great athlete. It would be per that hand uh, eye and his athleticism. Is that Brazilian sport where it's like soccer where you kick it over the net? <laughs> What's that sport? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's a soccer ball. It's like beach volleyball with a soccer ball, and use your feet. Oh, but it's kind of like tennis and soccer smushed together. I don't know if that's enough income for for their child. Well, just wait. I'm excited for the Agassi graph.
0: I want to if the, if. Football. T- it's called football. Is that what it's called? You're yeah.
1: married, right? Yeah. How many, do you have kids yet? Just had my first.
0: How's that been going? It's great. I'm sleepy. How old? Uh.
1: Uh, almost five months
0: now that you've had a kid, is it crazy to you that? Anyone who worked for SNL had a child during that experience?
1: Yes. It makes no sense, right? Yeah. I talked to Bill about it. He had, I think he had more than one while we were there and he just started leaving earlier and earlier he'd like the show would end and he'd walk off the stage during good nights and just go straight into his car go no home. party and i remember at the time being like man i can't believe bill's not hanging <laughs> right? where is he and now where? i'm like yeah he's like yeah man you see what i was talking about like, yeah it's i go straight home uh, um
0: <laughs> the the tour de france parody france tour de france sorry we went back By and forth Sorry, cycling people we got a lot of different reads from people um that you just did was there
1: any fallout from that or no i don't think so People are okay with Lance now, it seems like. Some people were pissed and some people weren't. But for us, it was like, it, we just loved that bit so much. It made us laugh so hard in the script. So we asked him and he was like, yeah, fuck it. And he was super, super charming and nice.
0: Who's the guy, they have one scene and they get super horny in it and they start trying to, I'm blanking on the actor.
1: Uh, Oh, is it Forte? Yes. Gets hit with the amphetamines. <laughs> that <laughs> and he starts asking the French that mur- news reporter that, report that murdered f- me. Fucking with the baton. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with his own baton. <laughs> that murdered me. That was my f- I'm sure you oh, get a I'm lot loud. of different favorite parts, but uh I'm very happy to hear it. Thing Those about, things are so much fun to make.
0: Well, it's it's like you basically said, oh, this, gets, this is on HBO. Yeah. Right, there's no lines whatsoever.
1: And also there's just a built-in format for it because of 30 for 30 and HBO sports yeah. docs and everything. It's, it's such a shorthand for so many people now. And we felt like we love sports and we love comedy and it was just a no-brainer. So how long does it take to do that from start to finish? It takes a really long time, but not because it has to. But it's because of me and my buddy Murray Miller who are the EPs of it, um, have so much other stuff to work on. So you kind of float back in, back and yeah. forth on it. Yeah. But we're, I think we're going to do another one. We're going to try and just keep doing them because they're so I just fun. assumed you would,
0: what, has it been a
1: year apart or
0: 18 months apart?
1: Um, probably the latter. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I'm mean, shooting Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So we do this yeah. in the summer on my break. We'll shoot one of those and then edit it sort of throughout and your the wife's year. like, really? You're doing another one? No, she likes it. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Really? You're working all summer? Hmm. No, it's not that many days of shooting because there's no budget. So you have ideas for the next one? Yeah, but I'm not going to say it. Right, well, I didn't expect you to. All I'm right. just excited but, yeah, you yeah, have ideas. Have plenty of ideas. Plenty of ideas. What would you want to see, though? Top of your mind, what's, what sport? Keeping in mind that budget is a, a pretty strict thing. I mean, the easiest one to do next would be golf. Golf's a good idea. The
0: problem with golf... Just is, from a budget standpoint, you just need a gol- any golf course.
1: The The bar for golf is two of the best comedies of all time. Right. So it's kind of like... Wait, what's the second one? Happy Gilmore. Happy
0: Gilmore. I was worried you were going to say Caddyshack 2 for a second. I Caddyshack <laughs>
1: Jackie Mason underrated.
0: Uh, don't have it. You remember does, that? T- Tom, does your generation care about Caddyshack? Yeah.
1: A Do you know what I'm talking about? Ackroyd and the food truck? Yeah. Yeah. Don't have it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Caddyshack 2 and Fletch 2 and Rocky 5 and 48 Hours 2 were my Mount Rushmore of sequel disappointments.
1: Rocky 5 was Tommy Gunn? Yeah. I enjoyed it, though. You (laughs) (laughs) did? I did enjoy it, though. (laughs) It was tough. You can't follow 4. I mean, 4 is... 4, I mean, he's ended the Cold War, so Rocky 5 expectations were high. I would put 4 as my second best of the Rockies. That's I would, too. What's your first, though? The first one,
0: I have three. Number one, I love three.
1: You like three more I think than three, one.
0: Three start to finish. Have you watched one? I'm just saying for right now,
1: what's on? I recently rewatched one. And One's it's, slow, but it's so good. It's like the first Alien. It's great. It's, it's slow, but it's slow. just a. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's very slow, and it's 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 a different genre. Forty years later, it's it's. Rocky 1 is a different genre. He's possibly it's, it's, arrested
0: it's, for when he seduces Adrian.
1: It's like a romantic drama. It's a romantic
0: drama with he And the other one kind of so. goes he gets a little physical with her there. Well, yeah, They I mean, they need to CGI some of that, I think. Some sure. I door, mean, some of the door. you rewatch Blade Runner recently? Uh, there's some really tough rewatches yeah. out there just in general.
1: It was crazy for me to realize cuz Blade Runner all growing up is one of my favorite movies just yeah. Visually, it's one of the most, still one of the most innovative things ever. Nervous about the sequel, but it does look pretty badass. It does look pretty, The great trailer. Yeah. My I'm, favorite movie ever is 48 Hours, mm-hmm. which is not
0: age well. It's just Jack Hates is flat out racist now. Nick yeah. built character. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's
1: just an unredeeming racist. There's We're so, We're so many things though
0: where. You didn't know.
1: It makes you think about what we're going to think like 20 years from now. Nobody will make comedies 20 years from now. Everybody's going to be too uptight. <laughs> Everybody's going to be afraid to laugh. Well, surreal stuff. It'll always be there. Yeah, Monty Python's still going strong. Can I make the case for Rocky Three?
0: Yes, by all means. Best start to finish. Best first five minutes. The Eye of the Tiger. It's got the 10-minute Hulk Hogan Thunderlip scene. Mm-hmm. Rocky loses... Which is in the in the moment is incredible because nobody expected that saw coming. Right. It also has the clubberlang saying "Hey woman, hey woman" and basically trying to <laughs> hit on Rocky's <laughs> wife in front of a crowd. Then it has the go back to L. A. It has the beach hug. Yeah. It has the getting back to the root to the roots. Then it has the the dramatic Shit. comeuppance at the end. It's it's just start to finish
1: is it is really well good. constructed. It I would really probably moves put nicely. It third, but where do you is Creed in this conversation? Just so that's a I feel, like Creed, I feel like Creed is the new Rocky five is the new Rocky me. five.
0: Yeah. Creed's really good. Creed's so fucking good. You know what the plot for Creed two is, right? No. This is what I heard. Okay.
1: I heard he fights Drago's son. Oh my God. Played by.
0: I don't know. I'm in though. Who is true or f- not true? I'm a thousand percent. I'm going to see it no matter what. Creed I'm, versus Ra-
1: Drago jr. Kugler no The director true, Coogler. Coogler. He's from Oakland. Ryan Kugler. Oh Yeah yeah I met him at the Globes and he's so fucking bay have you met that dude he is it's the he's like a genius and he's like talks like Keek the Sneak he is one of the best (laughs) 10 minute conversations you can have on the planet I love him so much I'm I'm so he's repping the bay so hard and the the one uh, the Marvel one he did looks incredible yeah he's I feel like that's maybe gonna be the best one yeah I don't
0: know what the Oakland Power Rankings is right now, but he's, he's in the he's conversation.
1: It's him Gaining and Joe Montana.
0: <laughs> I don't know where Huey Lewis is at, but he's got to still be high. Nah, Huey made a lot of money, man. I love Huey. Huey, Huey had, a, had a good run. So golf, though, Caddyshack, Caddyshack Happy, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore. and somehow there hasn't been anything funny with golf in 20 years.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just when you start thinking, like, what are the set pieces going to be, they can't be anything similar to either of those two things. It could be a Tiger Woods type spiral for somebody who's that's true. super horny. <laughs> I can't believe that's what his story is now. <laughs> the greatest golfer of all time, I guess. I mean, like, that's what you say about Clinton now, right? Yeah, it's definitely in the first. Bill, not Hillary.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely in the first two sentences. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's definitely the first sentence. I don't like. No one talks about Clinton's policy. They just talk about that he was a super horn dog. He's he's getting blown in the Oval Office. Like it's it's in the first sentence.
0: I'm sorry. It's just the way it's going to play that's out. It's the way it plays out. So don't do that if you don't want it to play out like that.
1: Did they? Did he ever come to the show? He wouldn't have. Right. I don't think so. No. Hillary came, obviously. Yeah, that's always. Obama came once when he did the like Halloween mask thing. Yeah, I and everyone it was when he was running and everyone was like I'm gonna go meet Obama and I was like I don't want to bother him Yeah. and then now I'm like fuck I should have met the president maybe that could <laughs> that could be your third one
0: no the move is this yeah. next one you do you hire his daughter as like a PA sure
1: get he, him in right 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 she worked on Girls yeah my friend that's move Murray who do, I do those things with he wrote on Girls for most of the seasons so, what, so what's next for you uh, lay it out for me Career-wise? Yeah. Man. Well, I'm going to ride the buzz off this, this podcast appearance.
0: After the, after, I mean, after this blows up,
1: <laughs> like uh, two, three, four more years left of the TV show. Yeah. I mean, it's a crapshoot at this point. TV is so spread out now. It's bizarre. But we have people who love our show. And I'm also told our show is major internationally, which makes me very happy. Ooh. Yeah. Like numbers come back where where? I'm like, whoa, that's, it's in, it's like in over 150 countries. Wow. Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine travels for whatever reason. Were you excited that Andre Broward got a shout out last night? So excited. Especially because he didn't get nominated this year. Yeah. That was Um, pretty
0: cool. And of course they, it was the best speech of the night and they just played him right off the stage. Get off. This is too (laughs) good. You have
1: to leave. Nicole Kidman spoke for like 10 minutes. She did. Yeah. That was, that was awkward. It was an interesting show. I loved Colbert's Bill Maher joke. Super funny. And cutting to Anthony Anderson laughing that hard was super funny. <laughs> you hosted the Emmys. You hosted the ESPYs? No. I host, No ESPYs. I did the Emmys. I did the MTV Movie Awards. That, yep. I hosted the Spirit Awards on IFC, which was super fun. That seems like one of the most fun gigs to have. It's I, I try to say yes to the ones where I think it's a good room for comedy. Yeah. Like the only one that I haven't done that's super comedy friendly is The Globes. Right. Which I would obviously love to do. I remember they they made a couple runs of you for the ESPYs and you smartly said no. I have presented at multiple ESPYs. Yes. Uh, and I don't find that it's a good room for comedy. I, w- I would agree with you. Seth, my buddy Seth Myers, did a great job. He, he f- did. And then he, he made the mistake of coming back, <laughs>
0: which he regretted. <laughs> did, did he regret it?
1: <laughs> I think he does. Oh, god! Well, well, he did it
0: once. And then you come back and it's basically. He killed it that
1: first time. That he, monologue was all time. He absolutely killed it. Yeah. He threads the needle, though. Seth can adapt to any scenario. He's really, really good. You can't be surprised by the fact that his show is now has a real foothold. No. I, was, I knew.
0: As soon as he sat behind the desk,
1: I was like, yes. Yes. Here it is. He was going to find it. He was going to find it. He works it. too hard. Yeah. And he's adaptable. Like I said, like Seth is a survivor and a grinder. Right. And he's talented. So he's going to work forever. I always appreciate how he uses his staff. Mm-hmm.
0: He uses them in a way that it makes them better. It helps whatever he's
1: doing. And it's just, you could feel like a community sense, you know? He loves playing off people. Yes. He's like, he's very comfortable being the sort of the voice of reason guy in the sketch. That was Jimmy's issue until he just by
0: reps learned how to exist on his own he was so used to playing off other people yeah he's always at his best when there's people around him are you talking about Kimmel or yeah Kimmel Kimmel yeah um Kimmel sorry I should have identified the Jimmy but yeah yeah, it took him he basically taught himself how to stand out on the stage yeah and put his hands in his pockets and deliver monologues
1: he's so fucking good now I know it's incredible how good he is like him doing the Emmys and the Oscars back to back should have been a death sentence yeah you're you're so ready to be like i just saw this dude yeah and he just killed it both of them he
0: also he had you know he was an eyewitness to the greatest awards disaster yeah. of all time yeah. he's right there he's like sapruder So <laughs> <laughs> the camera
1: Zapruder.
0: i had him on this oh podcast like three days later now and, and you know he's you go from doing the oscars to he's all of a sudden hosting a show because it's was it wasn't sweeps but it was oh yeah yeah. he's just in show. the middle he's yeah, doing yeah, yeah. his show after and he hadn't really ascended above everything and looked at a big picture and when yeah. he so we went to his office we did a pot. i was like you realize that's like the easily the most famous moment of your career and it's in the first sentence of your obituary he's like no no it wasn't that big was it i was like yeah yeah it is
1: it was it, so crazy. it's gonna
0: be mentioned forever
1: and it'll be in every Oscars clip reel for the rest of the Oscars. And it'll, when we have
0: be. the Oscars, anytime an envelope comes out, we're like, is this the right one? Or?
1: Everyone's going to be like, oh boy, oh, yeah. here we go.
0: <laughs> we are going to take a quick break to talk about DraftKings, one week fantasy football. They're hosting a $100,000 contest, totally free to enter. Lots of ways to play. You can choose between public contests with big cash prizes, private contests where you can compete against a group of friends. Or my personal favorite, single entry contest. Each person can only enter one lineup. They have beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level as well. The best part about DraftKings, draft a new team each week without any commitment. Go to DraftKings.com right now or go to their app, the DraftKings app. Use promo code Simmons to play in DraftKings free. That's promo code Simmons. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details more also brought to you by hotel tonight the weather changes your mood changes why lock yourself into plans that might change with hotel tonight you'll get incredible deals on awesome hotels even at the last minute booking on hotel tonight gives you the freedom and flexibility to play things by ear it's my kind of thing i love playing things by ear knowing you'll score a great price and a great place to stay download the hotel tonight app to find seriously amazing deals right now what was the funniest thing that happened when you did the emmys or the um, most memorable thing.
1: For me, it was meeting Mel Brooks afterwards. Ooh. He came to my party. I've told yeah. this story a lot, but that, uh, that, that's We just can the skip truth. over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was incredible. He was super nice to me. Uh, I'll tell it anyway for anyone who hasn't heard it, because it's such a good story. I'm, I'm always from running thing. it yeah, back. Yeah. He, I met him. He said, uh, you were great tonight. And I was like, oh, thank you. He goes, you were great because... Some of the jokes were great, but some of the jokes were shit. But you told the jokes that were shit like they were great. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, thank you very much. That's amazing. And so I sat with him and talked for a while and told him about how, like, you know, he's my hero and my inspiration and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, and then I saw across the room, I saw John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, who are my buds. And I was like, they definitely want to be Bill Brooks. So I, like, flagged them to come over. And they walked over. I was like, Mel, these are my good friends. They're in comedy too. And he's like, Yes, yes, of course. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And he goes, Wasn't he great tonight? And they're like, Yeah, yeah. And he goes, Some of the jokes he told were great, but some of them were shit. He's old. And he just told the exact same joke again. And they all laughed. And I was like, This son of a bitch is oh, such God. a pro. Oh, that's good. He's never going to turn it off. He always knows exactly where he's going. He's probably at least is. 90, right? When you I, met him? I think he's like 92. Oh, my God. It's incredible. He's still so funny. It's, where where it's, do you stand on History of the World Part One? I love it. I feel like that. It was the first Mel Brooks movie I saw. I think
0: it might've been mine too. Yeah. But I, I think I saw Blazing Saddles. I'm older than you. I think I saw yeah. that in the theater. But um, there was a stretch of comedies from like, I'm going to say Animal House through like the modern, the Fletch era and then right. comedy shifted. But I feel like that was the lost one history of the world yeah because that had a nice long cable run it was super rewatchable and it had like really really funny parts to it and it's, now it's just yeah. gone it's really I, you funny. won't even you never even see it on tv anymore yeah or maybe it, the rights are gone i don't the know the cool thing happened.
1: about it too is that it looks incredible yeah it's like super wide screened out and they shot like huge setups all over these like it was they were doing their comedy version of those old school epics. Yeah. It's and really, really pulling it off.
0: It was a f- really funny, ambitious idea. And I yeah. actually do you feel nailed like it.
1: Probably Monty Python Meaning of Life gets more play than history of the world, right? But they have a No s- question. But they have a similar space they occupy. For Monty me. Python's
0: like Star Trek. It's just gonna go on and on. Yeah. It's just a new generation comes in. Yeah. Um Hot Rod. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> My son was first of all, I liked it. I think it's going to have a rewatchable, it's Uh going to have a second act on cable. Yeah. My son was a massive fan. That's awesome. So if you're worried about the eight to nine to 10 year old demo, still got it locked. Oh my God. (laughs) It's just, it's what he wants. I mean that his generation is just like, let's go on YouTube and find somebody who gets hit in the balls, you know? Uh So like uh an entire movie around somebody who's (laughs) trying to be evil Knievel is, but, um, But it's just in his wheelhouse. That's awesome. We've had a. Comrade 2 could happen. I'm not ruling it out.
1: Yeah, maybe like on Netflix. Netflix is like, what's your dream project? I mean, Wet Hot did it. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. I just watched the second season of that and I'm like, I still fucking love this. Netflix's motto of just
0: bringing talented people in. Yeah, and saying, "Hey, any dream project you had? And yeah. like, oh, I want to do this." And like, great! And they just you leave with the check. Basically, it's, it's a good model.
1: It is. It's risky for the creator because you can get buried if it doesn't pop, and not a lot of checks and balances when somebody's just like, "Here, yes, that too." I'm sure at HBO, you probably had. They,
0: support system and in, in place, they did, to but they help, left right? us
1: alone creatively. Pretty much, they had a couple of thoughts, but really, they were just like, Great, delighted, go with God, and have fun. Yeah, yeah, I think they liked having something that was just overtly silly because they're so prestigious. I know their one note was
0: more dicks.
1: Could you have <laughs> three more dicks, maybe? I mean, we would have ran out of space on the page. <laughs> Are you
0: are you like sizing up dildos for for the dick? Like, how does that? Is there somebody who's in charge of dick
1: props? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we did have a fake one on tour to pharmacy for Orlando Bloom. Mm. <laughs> you may know him as Legolas. Did you know that he was like a comedy dude like that? No, we just thought he would be great for it and asked, and he was into it. But I mean, I, that's so totally p- random. Like, you weren't friends with him. No, we just were thinking of like, I love doing stuff like that with people where you're not expecting it. And it's hard because everyone wants to do, like do their one comedy thing. Yeah. So you run out of people pretty fast. Right. But we were so the the dream for us on seven days in hell, the tennis one was that Kit Harrington was so funny. Yeah. And, uh, I'm obviously just like everyone was obsessed with Thrones and I had a meeting with him about it and he was like, this is perfect for me. Like I used to do comedy sketch stuff in college and I always liked playing the kind of sketch like stuff in college. the dim one. It's like the persona I love doing and yeah. I was like fucking great. And he was delightful. I thought he played really well in that thing.
0: That, and that's good for him because there's also a world in which he's just Jon Snow to everybody for the rest of his life, no matter what he does. I so mean, he's, he's got to do weird stuff to yes, balance that out. He's
1: going to be no matter what. Yeah. Like Daniel Radcliffe's doing great, but right. He's Harry Potter. Right. Like you can't do something bigger than Thrones or Harry Potter. No. Um, but you can do cool stuff. It allows you to do literally whatever you want. It's very freeing in a way. Jamie Lannister's in this movie called Shot Caller. That's excellent. It's a prison movie. Mm.
0: Really? It's excellent. I recommend it, but it takes like 20 minutes to un-thrones him. Uh huh. and just look at the character and be like, all right, that's the character. It's not Jamie Lannister in jail.
1: Right, right, right. It's tough. Thrones is a beast. Uh when not to go back to the Emmys, but when Julie Julie we drive this one for the sixth time, right, just recently? Yeah. And she was talking about Veep and she said it was the role of a lifetime. And I was like, You're you're right, but Elaine? It's a pretty good role. (laughs) I Seinfeld, that was a pretty good show too. It's a tough call. You've had an embarrassment of riches, I guess. I think Elaine
0: is a minus 440 favorite over the lady <laughs> from Veep.
1: I get it. She's the star of
0: Veep, and she's won all these Emmys for it's, it. So like, that's it, fine. It is
1: the role of her lifetime.
0: Elaine, I think, is probably the most important female character of the 90s. <laughs> and Probably her, the most yeah. memorable sitcom character of, God damn, it's of so any woman. Tough one. Seinfeld's, yeah. those 90s shows are or in a Roseanne. really... Roseanne was the '90s, right? But it it doesn't. The difference now is Seinfeld and Friends keep going. Roseanne right. died in like whenever. I wonder. But why. there's no second. Just because the national anthem thing? No, I don't. I don't really understand the reason for it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Maybe kidding. it's part of it. <laughs> But Friends is like Man. Friends is as popular now as it
1: was 20 years ago. It's on constant on every channel and it's on every streaming service. And by the way, when I flip to it, it's I'm still very entertained. It's very good. I
0: think season 1 cuz I was like I was like basically exactly the same age as the people on that show. Yeah. Season 1 hit a lot of things that in the pre-internet early twenties out of college. It yeah. hit a lot of those themes. Like it's yeah. a, it's actually a really smart show. Yeah. Eventually it became this kind of rom-com gone crazy, but everything does. First eventually. couple. Yeah. It's <laughs> the, the themes about like one person in the group is making way more money than everyone else. And right. Right. a little subtle stuff that was like really resonated.
1: Yeah. No, it's a, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. Did you see the uh, Jay-Z video? Which one? The one that Alan Yang directed. That oh yeah. The friends parody. I was just talking to Alan about it a few nights ago. We're friends. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) I did really like it. That moment where uh, Issa Rae is her name, right? From Issa where she like holds up her finger to draw, like shush him from the doorway. I'm just like, I was talking to Alan. I was like, I don't exactly know what it means, but I know exactly what it means. It's like, and it's so terrifying. That moment is just like chilling, works really well. The umbrella credits in Friends is really
0: tough to explain to my daughter when she watches Friends. Like, why that was a good idea in 1994? <laughs> the fountain and it was umbrellas, just about, and then somebody's in the fountain, and yeah. she's like, What was happening with this? Like, it's just know. about swaths of color. Yeah, it's hard. Some of the old stuff's hard to explain. Other stuff has aged. Like, all the Sandler, the early 90s Sandler movies, like, mm-hmm. those could come out now. They'd be the Big Daddy, might as well. Yeah. you would add cell phones and that's it. Yeah, but yeah, it's basically same kind of humor, all that stuff. Yes, for the most part. I was watching Fatal Tra. I couldn't sleep last night. Fatal Attraction was on, uh-huh. which launched a 15 years of Blank from Hell movies, like Manny right, right, from right. Hell and Boss from Hell. And yeah,
1: Hand the Rocks the Cradle and
0: whatnot. That movie could come out now, except for the no cell phones. But everything else, it's like it's not that dated, and it yeah. feels like it. His middle part is dated. <laughs> right <laughs> um the uh the violence in that movie is a little like whoa ooh! i yeah. can't believe like he's strangling her like they would never do this in a movie now but for the most part the premise was yeah pretty good
1: yeah they tried to remake it a few years ago right then they do a they remake one? it all the time all with the time, like yeah.
0: with these different there's one with idris alba yeah idris alba that's what I'm when uh ellie larder is his assistant uh-huh she kind of makes a move at them and then starts talking. They Every year, it's some version of that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that could be your next sports comedy, next stage sports comedy. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's like a Fatal Attraction. Fatal
0: Attraction, Cross with the Golfer
1: with golf, and that yeah. would be the new take. It's a golf announcer. Well, it's Tiger. <laughs> tiger with a cocktail waitress. <laughs> Damn it! It does work. <laughs> what streaming service is Brooklyn Nine Nine on? Hulu. Okay, there yeah. you go. Hulu, newly minted, legit handmaid's tale winner unbelievable
0: hulu the place to be those wacky kids from hulu
1: yeah yeah hulu's got great shows you know what i watched on hulu what is uh that show it's swedish and danish the bridge they tried to remake it here on fx but the original one it's on hulu and it is so fucking good
0: Anytime the Swedes and the Danes combine in entertainment. I think it's a Swede-Dane joint. (laughs) All all bets are... Swainish? All bets are off. All right, so so Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Tuesday, which would be September 27th. Sixth, right? Sixth?
1: I should probably know.
0: 26th. 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 9.30. Yeah, 26th, 9.30. On the
1: original Fox. Yeah,
0: it's up against... Not FX or FXX or FX2. We're Fox. up
1: against the second half of This Is Us. So oh, if no. you're halfway through This Is Us and it's getting really good, be sure to change the channel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll be just covered in tears and they'll want to... They'll be like, this is too
1: good. I, I can't change the channel to Too many light. emotion. I need comedy. Is the mic almost over? I want to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's how most people think, right? <laughs> Can you give me your number one, make sure, Red Sox story before we go? I don't have that many Red Sox stories. Is he, like, on the set,
0: like, watching his iPhone with the MOB package he's going? He's almost no?
1: never at our show anymore because he's okay. running The Good yeah. Place. Okay. But he, the, I mean, he, as you know, ad nauseum, during Deflategate, he was... We all lost our minds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, like, Affleck level, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what? Affleck's still really proud of that. He should be. Who cares? You know who emailed him the next day? Huh. Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. Thank
1: you. He, he's operating in a different like He compared it to Macbeth. God <laughs> it, bless was him. Yeah. it was dead serious. It wasn't exaggerated. I like Affleck. We
0: were also upset, like when somebody's trying to steal your quarterback, it's you really feel you lose your minds.
1: Yeah. I mean it worked out. Worked out. We yeah. won the Super Bowl. We yeah. came back. That game was so it's all great. dumb. What the a t- d- dumb Super Bowl that was. Oh my. Well,
0: Lat, Lat we're taping this the day after the Falcons Packers game. And they had this huge lead in the Packers score and they're down like 18. Everybody's like, uh oh. <laughs> like the Falcons. <laughs> who are, knows now? The shadow of that
1: game is going to follow the Falcons. They got to shed it. I feel like since the Red Sox pulled off the 3 uh, 0 comeback, yeah. every single finals or, or end game of sports is like, completely up for grabs
0: at all times yeah when i was growing up and then your generation after me i think but Mm -hmm. our generations it was like the game's usually over the 86 world series was a complete anomaly when the mets that was the first series i ever watched yeah with my dad it was incredible nobody could but now that seems like even the last year the cubs indians they
1: tie it and then there's a rain delay it was and it was like you couldn't make up the Niners the Super Bowl ending. where, like, the power went out. Yeah. Like, there's always some crazy-ass thing that happens now. The world the, might be any. The Warriors that might be losing the, that 3-1 was bananas and horrible and also clearly fixed. I'm with Aisha. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're talking about? Yeah. The Draymond suspension? The Draymond suspension. And then, of course, you know, I mean, LeBron and Kyrie took it, so you can't fault the, them. Pretty but. shady. It's silver... If people didn't like him so
0: much, if like if Goodell did that, that would be, people would have to be losing their minds. It about was that pretty one.
1: infuriating. Everyone who's mad about KD going to the Warriors, they should be mad that they suspended Draymond because that's why they did. Right. They're like, OK, so even with this team, there's still a chance we can lose to LeBron and the league. You would have won in five because the game before was the game the Cavs needed, and yes. they kind of
0: ripped their hearts out, yes. and it seemed like it was over. And then
1: Steph, the game six, got ejected. Right, that was what happened. Like all those ticky tack fouls oh, yeah. after they were mugging him constantly on every screen. The other thing is LeBron would just be stuck in Cleveland until he brought them a title. He wouldn't be able to go to the Lakers and
0: start <laughs> the next phase of his
1: life. So who, like, like year twenty two, he's just
0: ah. it's
1: going to be so embarrassing if he go if he does go to the Lakers now because it's everyone's saying it's going to happen. Like, I feel like he should switch it up and just go somewhere totally else it doesn't help when he's like here at Working private schools. schools
0: with his kids and <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he, house is, here already. he doesn't give a fuck anymore sign an extension he's like probably in like second or third best player of all time yeah right? he, I have he can do what third. he wants yeah he's fine who do you have second i
0: have uh jordan first yeah the great bill russell second fair but i i do it with the obviously bill russell like if Whoever played in 1965 from this era, Anthony Davis, you sent him to 1964. Yeah. He'd be amazing. But just so if you're doing the eras like Bill Russell, 11 and 13,
1: you if, know. If LeBron goes to the Lakers and Paul George goes to the Lakers, you're going to be
0: writing Space Jam 3 with him. And so,
1: so <laughs> oh man, trust me, I'd write it in a heartbeat. <laughs> and they're going to get someone else, right? And say, it could uh, be Russell Westbrook. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's if that the big, the big, forms, stupid rumor.
0: Nobody can, people keep hearing, but nobody will confirm. Is, but is everyone going
1: to be mad at LeBron the way they're mad at KD? Or no, because they didn't play them the year before. That's the difference. I think uh, Kyrie getting out of Dodge a year
0: early was a pretty big sign that this is where it's heading. Not to mention the uh, Lakers tampering with Paul George and all the other stuff. Yeah. I don't think people, I was talking to my dad about this. Like when Johnny Damon went to the Yankees in '05, people right. in Boston were just like, "What about loyalty?" Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it was that era, and then the decision with LeBron changed
1: it. Yeah. And
0: now it's keeping now, but now after KD and everything, I don't think I think fans get it now that I it's love, just a business. I, I love
1: that Isaiah letter he wrote. It was great. It was really cool.
0: It was the complete opposite of the Gordon Hayward letter. <laughs> Gordon, I have three letters prepared, depending on which team I'm on. It's like, this is bad.
1: You got to fire everyone around you if that's your uh, plan. I love thinking about Gordon Hayward asking people to like, like, uh, screen read his letter. I feel like you don't need to hit Salt Lake so hard on being boring. Like, Just lose that stuff. Just say thanks. do I mean, it, it, it is super boring, though. Yeah. <laughs> don't call it small. Take that out. <laughs>
0: It's funny though, like if uh, celebrities had their version of the Players Tribune, like if you're leaving SNL
1: and you write a letter to the SNL fans, I mean, it's time for me to move on. Yeah, time to, I mean, you get asked that immediately when you do every interview. So it is kind of like you have to address it like an athlete. Yeah. But you're right. SNL is like a sports franchise. I always it said it's like America's comedy sports franchise. And like the show is like, if you ever went to summer camp, it's like, campfire for the week right for the whole country it's been in my life since
0: i can remember since mm-hmm. i was six for the first season yeah I was the first show is when i started watching oh so we're closer in age than i thought uh well i was oh, eight no, when no, i no, started no, no, watching no, no.
1: yeah um i was Carl- born in uh, 99 just kidding <laughs> <laughs> the, fa- <laughs> the famous carlton homer, uh-huh
0: waving the ball fair yeah mortalized in goodwill hunting 20 years later yeah 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 same night as the first snl is that right? Yeah. That's a nice factoid. That's a great night. It's a great night of television what right there. Plus, they only had TV. like six channels back then. But yeah, so I, I've been with it all the way through. And it is like athletes. And part of what it, how it's like athletes is you can always tell when the cast member's probably ready to go. Yeah. That last year. Like, yeah, I can tell yeah, with yeah. you. I was like, Andy's not staying. You could tell. I, I can tell a little bit. No, it's just you can tell. Yeah. Start... It got projects tricky. are messing around yeah it gets harder it got
1: trickier for me also because akiva and yorma both had sort of left and yeah they, they came back and helped me and did like a few a year of the digital shorts but the way that we were able to maintain the level of quality we did was a combination of the three of us always sort of being there together and yeah. then making the albums. so we had sort of backup songs ready to go um, now they, so you don't do anything with those guys anymore no, we just put out Popstar.
0: Oh, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, we made that All movie three together. of you were in that? Yeah, all, we wrote it, produced it. That was another movie I shouldn't have let my son watch. Yeah,
1: there's some weenie in that.
0: <laughs> A lot is in your stuff, man. It's
1: so funny. <laughs> Little dinky weenies bopping around. It's funny. I was like, they, did you see the first one of The Deuce? Uh, yeah, I saw the second episode of The Deuce last night.
0: The, the pilot of The Deuce, there's just... It, they just would HBO's like yeah you can put two dicks in and was like I need three there's hard dick in it and I thought that yeah. wasn't allowed listen I don't know what's allowed anymore Issa Rae took a cum shot in the eye in the third to last Insecure seriously yeah right in the eye I gotta watch that and then that. she went into uber pool with her like <laughs> right eye like half closed that's so funny yeah <laughs> HBO I don't know I don't know how many boundaries are left
1: yeah I kind of got the feeling in the deuce and I could find this out so I should That the time they like showed a girl, like a girl blowing a guy in a telephone booth. And I was like, I was like, it was a hard wang. Yeah. And I was like, that looks fake though. looks like a fake wang. I don't think you can show a real hard dick on TV. That's, that's my guess. Who was the guy who did that? Uh, Vincent Gallo. He made
0: that movie. Brown Brown money. That that was a hard one, but they would never show that on any of the cable channels. I
1: never watched it. I never saw it either. Yeah.
0: It, It wasn't a good selling point. So you could see Vincent Gallo's. Honestly,
1: I felt like, I mean, obviously everyone made their own decisions, but I was like, I I don't want to watch that. I was more disturbed that he was a a bills fan
0: too. Was the other part of it. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that was a different movie. (laughs) I think he's just a bills fan in every movie. Oh, is he in Brown bunny too? I don't know.
0: I'm guessing I didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) As mentioned, I did not partake. Um, all right, we should wrap this up. All right. Andy Sandberg, That was awesome. Yeah, thanks Thank for having you. me. Good luck, have, with, uh, good luck with the title defense with the Warriors. Uh, I'm not going to wish you as much luck with the Raiders because I think our teams are going to cross paths. They're going to cross paths. That's fair. It's going to happen. I'm we're more of a Niners fan. Three, maybe round three.
1: I'm a Niners fan. I can't act like I'm a Raiders fan now that they're back in Oakland. I mean, I'm pulling for them because I'm from Berkeley and Oakland, but they were in so LA so when Are I was you a sports vagamist? I root you two for... two football teams? I root for the giants when they're doing well, but they're not my number one team. I'm an A's fan. Okay. But I'll root for them over any other team for Bay area goodwill. for Bay area. And also okay. like I've attended a ton of giants games yeah. like, growing up. I had friends that were giants fans and we'd okay. go to candlestick and I love that experience. Hey, does that sports bigamy? me? need sports sports bigamy. Really? In one
0: area. Okay.
1: okay. I'm, I'm not trying to act like I root for both equally. It's A's, Niners good. and Warriors. Okay? I would A's, never A's, like A's Niners Warriors. I don't like wear Raiders hats. I didn't have a Raiders starter jacket in junior high. It was cuz of the Joe Montana masturbating sketch that's what did it. And they are so fucking good. The Niners get were so good to me when I was young. I'll stick with them forever.
0: When I was in college, I specifically told other people around me if any other quarterback comes along punch me in the face if I say they were better than Joe Montana (laughs) nobody can be better than this this is it we've peaked with Joe Montana now I'm like Tom Brady best quarterback uh, ever
1: I think he's the best ever just based on how much he's won Brady's got the yeah he's played similar extra years very similar very
0: similar stories similar vibe he's Joe Montana with better technology yeah Joe Montana didn't have any of the stuff that Brady's the avocado ice cream, all the yeah. shit he's doing. Like they're Montana both, didn't have that.
1: They're both like brilliant minds and also had incredible coaches that were geniuses. And Brady was a Montana student. That was his dude.
0: Yeah, exactly. Loved them. Model's career. All right. Andy yeah. Sandberg.
1: Thank you. This is fun. Thank you. Yeah. Same. Thanks
0: to Gillette. I mentioned this earlier. A Gillette razor blade is thinner than brain cell. It's a product of many brain cells at work, namely the thousands of men and women at Gillette, always working harder to make your shave better. And now you can get Gillette blades for less at GilletteOnDemand.com. Gillette, the best a man can get. Pricing applies to select products and is at the sole discretion of the retailer. Thanks to DraftKings, they are celebrating the return of football. They're hosting a $100,000 contest, totally free to enter. Do me a favor, use code SIMMONS and play for free. Only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Enjoy the weekend, everybody.